And how realistic are the standards that you're setting for yourself that you're defeating yourself before you even get started? Yeah, that's a really good point, too. Like, how realistic is it that you're actually going to be able to hit all of the things that you've set for yourself? You thought it, but we said it. I'm Alexis, a certified leadership and life coach. And I'm Sam, a licensed therapist, and we consider ourselves mindset gurus. Perspectively Yours is our platform where we dive headfirst into conversations on topics that can make or break us. We speak to women about the things we often think, but don't say out loud, how we can shift our perspectives around them to build our resilience and normalize our experiences. This is for the woman who wants a full plate and a full cup without burning out. We're bringing our expertise to the table to give you game-changing tips on how to shift your perspective. So let's spill the tea and get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Perspectively Yours. How are you today, my friend? I am hanging in there. How are you? Uh, Same, same. Yeah. But it actually, I feel like Alexis and I always do like a little pre-talk right before we like dive in just to make sure that we are sharing brainwaves that day and not completely depleted. <laughs> And we both sound like we have laryngitis. So this is going to be what I call our sexy episode Mm -hmm. because we have a little bit of a, uh, uh, we we have some rough voices, but um, I'm okay. It's, it's a little hairy over here. I mean, I'm kind of on my own at the moment and I have a ticking time bomb of nap time, hoping that we can get this in before Logan wakes up. Yeah. I feel you. I'm also on my own. So I'm in the same boat. So we're just going to get this done. But what actually works, and we didn't plan this, we swear, trust me, I would prefer not to be like constantly, you know, maneuvering. But today's episode is actually going to be the uh, difference between motivation and discipline. Mm -hmm. And this is a really hot topic, um, particularly around this time of year, especially as folks are getting ready for January 1st also. And Um, starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And the start stop isn't the problem. I think it's more so the expectation of, of how you're going to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. And like, usually we start off the year super like having that feeling of motivation where internally we're feeling excited about whatever it is that we're doing. And then as time goes on, motivation really goes down. And we have to either decide that we're going to keep doing it, even without that really like pumped high feeling of, oh, I'm going to like hit these goals and everything. And that's where discipline ends up coming in and swapping over. Or we can choose to just walk away from what we're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. Which I think a lot of folks do because they don't know how to navigate that fine line between the motivation and discipline. Yeah. And we aren't really told like what the difference is, I think, a lot of times too. Or like a lot of these things that we talk about, we're not really taught a lot of the time. And there's not a whole lot of, I mean, there is in some, in some groups and some families, there's a lot of talk about it. But in a lot of places, it's, you know, we see a lot of pursue your passion or, or like I talk a lot about showing up for exercising, even when I don't feel like it, because I have a lot of reasons why it's so hard to get the 10 steps from my house into the garage gym. But I choose to do it anyway, because I know that it's important for my health, for my mental health, for just 
all around all the things. Like I have to carry around my almost four-year-old all the time. Like I kind of need to be able to do that. And I explain to people that there are a lot of days when I do not want to do that. And I still do it anyway. And you don't need to feel like exercising in order to exercise. And I would get so many messages every time I would share that of, I didn't realize that there wasn't something wrong with me for not feeling motivated to go do X, Y, or Z. Like people think that they're broken if they don't want to eat well, if they don't want to go exercise or go walk outside or something. They don't realize that it's just, it's for a lot of people, you just don't feel like doing it. For a lot of people with those things, your motivation comes after the discipline of consistently showing up day after day, no matter how you feel about it. Well, it's funny because as you're talking, I I feel like people think that motivation is going to like sail you off into the sunset. <laughs> like it's going to be the thing that takes you. Um, and, you know, I love that you say that how difficult it is to take those 10 steps from your house to the garage, because when you think about it, people, I think often feel defeated by that. It should only be 10 steps into the garage. I have a Peloton. Mm-hmm. Why don't I get mm-hmm. on it? I have mm-hmm. my weights in my living room, although they shouldn't be there. That is where they are currently. <laughs> but my point is, is like, it feels almost like this defeat that then we give up altogether and throw in the towel because it should be quote unquote, so easy should when it's be not. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And then we feel really, I think, shameful of the fact that we can't do that. And I almost think that this conversation as I'm like, we're talking through this, maybe needs to start in reverse of like the sense of defeat that people mm-hmm. often feel. Because I think, you know, around this time of year, when we're talking, starting to talk about goal setting, or it's like the end of the quarter for a lot of folks in their real jobs, um, I shouldn't say real jobs, but like, and their full-time jobs and their side jobs. Mine is Q4, like craziness across yeah. the board. Yeah. So, and we decided to launch a podcast. And, and that's why I say like, it's it's kind of um, right in step with where Alexis and I are today because today was really hard. We And we're both here. Neither one mm-hmm. of us messaged one another saying, hey, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I just, I don't feel like it. Or mm-hmm. I'm in a bad mood or Logan's gonna wake up in 20 minutes and it's not gonna be worth it. But mm-hmm. could we get that? time in. And so I think um, the discipline piece is really what is crucial to having long-term success because in order for you to feel like you've finally gotten it under your belt, you have to have had that discipline on repeat Mm -hmm. and not just for a couple weeks, but month after month after month. I mean, and it's okay for us to have slow periods where we need maybe to kind of regroup and get ourselves back, you know, in shifting our mindset to, okay, I'm going to do this again. But I think discipline is really, um, I, st- I, when we were talking previously, like a little bit earlier, you know, I, I mentioned that I think that motivation depends on the support pillars of discipline mm-hmm. in order for us to be able to really stay standing. Yeah. Yeah. And when you mentioned that, you know, there's a shift in mindset that happens. I think about this in coaching with doing life and mindset coaching with people of like, we kind of laid it out of, we have, you know, we have the line of like, okay, working out as a, you know, I need to work out. And then we're thinking to ourselves, or like we've set our goal to work out for X number of days for the week. And then we are thinking to ourselves, like, this should just be easy. Or like when it comes time to doing it and we don't feel like it and we're telling ourselves this should be easy. 
And then we feel like a lot of shame. And then what happens after we feel a lot of shame? Like we don't really feel like doing anything. A lot of us really hide from whatever feelings that we're feeling, especially shame because it's such a big one. And then we end up, we're, you know, eating certain things that maybe we've said aren't really effective for our bodies and we're still like eating them anyway. Or we just decide to sit on the couch and watch TV or we go drink or we do all sorts of things. We hide from from our feelings, essentially. It's not that we're hiding from the activity that we're going to do. We're actually hiding from our feelings. And then we don't show up for what our goal has been set for us to work out. So then we have to realize, like, what is it that we're thinking when it comes to these moments that come up where we have something that we've set out for ourselves to do and we're not meeting it? And what's coming up for us in our thoughts? And then when we can figure that out and feel like, oh, what is it that we're feeling? And then we can notice how that cascade is happening. Then we can start shifting how we're thinking about it. Like you and I could have thought that. We could have thought, well, this should just be easy. We should just be able to like, you know, have our half an hour or 30 minutes or whatever without having people banging at the door like I do. Or microphones right now. not working. Or microphones not working. And we could have just been like, oh, this should Forget just be it. easy and anger and frustration. And we could have just walked away, not had our podcast recording. And then we would have been behind. And then we would have felt really defeated. So like there's that moment where we have to kind of look really deeply at like what's going on internally when we're when we're trying to set up these goals for ourselves and trying to get ourselves moving and we're not feeling motivated and we assume we should be feeling motivated about this and we just don't all the time. Yeah, and I almost think that that, that moment is like the flip of a switch when we're going to make the decision to do it or not. Like I'm I'm deciding I'm not going to work out today. Yeah. I'm deciding it's too much. And I know for me, like what often comes up are one of two things. One, overwhelm, that I am completely overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do that I don't necessarily know where to start first, what to do. Mm -hmm. um, because I see all of these line items of things that we need to complete or I need to complete. And so I avoid. I mm -hmm. am like, and I think that's mm -hmm. where procrastination mm -hmm. comes in too, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know about you, but I thrive in procrastination because- mm -hmm. I now have a timeline that I have to finish something because I've put it off because to actually have the mental space and capacity to sit down and think about it mm -hmm. is a more than I can handle at that mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. But the other thing, part two of that, if it's not the overwhelm, it's the, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I also don't like feeling like I don't know how to do something. Yeah. I don't like feeling like a beginner. I don't like feeling inept. I don't like feeling like what I'm saying or doing doesn't matter or have any impact, right? Like I think about when um, I first thought about the podcast four years ago. I think about before I started Beauty Counter or when I started Beauty Counter, how do I show up? What does that look like? I thought about that when I started my new job, when I shifted from a school counselor into a more corporate setting, you know, utilizing my behavioral background. I didn't know the systems. I didn't know this. And you go into this almost like a fight or flight or freeze mode mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. And that's where the discipline comes in because was I excited about all of those things that I have motivation because I wanted to do them yet? Yes. But that motivation is going to be fleeting on a regular basis because every day in our lives looks different. Mm -hmm. You know, some days I wake up and welcome to being in the female cycle as well, right? Where like you feel really great on some days and some days you're so exhausted that you can't think about anything. Yeah. And so I think 
you know, being able to be in tune with what some of those obstacles can be and then setting structure and guidelines so that when you need something to fall back on, when you're not having that motivation, there's an easy button. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, like you named the, you don't like feeling like a beginner and you also like to avoid. And so you're going to avoid the feelings of being a beginner any way that you can. And so a little thing could come up that you're like, oh, because I can't do this because you don't want to feel that feeling of being a beginner and you want to avoid those feelings and you can find any way to like do that. And it's so sneaky and it can be really subtle. And so you you do, you have to plan for if something comes up, then you're going to have to figure out how am I going to work my way around this? I'm going to have to pause. Okay. All right. I'm back. Excellent. Okay. Well, I think that that's a perfect opportunity for us to like address, right? Like this is real life. Yeah. And that's what we want to share, right? Like here we are, we're recording a podcast and a little one needed her and that's okay. And we're still here and she can attend to him and we are all good. Yeah. Good friend. Yep. We're good. All right. So uh, where were we? When we were talking about the, um, like having to plan for when that moment's going to come up when you're like, Oh, well, Mm -hmm. so are you familiar with Mel Robbins? Oh yes. Yeah. So her, um, her like thing that I first found her on was, I think she was doing a podcast interview talking about how, when she was really struggling with depression, very seriously bad, like couldn't get out of bed kind of thing. Um, she, was inspired by some like rocket ship launching idea. And she figured out that she was going to tell herself in the morning when she'd have that moment when the alarm clock would go off where she'd be like, oh, do I get out of bed? Don't I get out of bed? When that question comes up, then she's going to count down five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. Because there's like, there's plenty of science to back this up of, Your brain, if you wait longer than that, you're not going to choose the thing that you want Mm -hmm. to do. You have to give your brain as little time as possible to sit and think about if I'm going to do this or not. (laughs) Yes, because most of the time you're not going to do it. Think about how many I keep coming back to working out because I think that's something that we can most of us can relate to that struggle of we know that we need to do this and we should. And then a lot of times we choose not to. Um, but like, it's the same with that. If you sit there and you think about it for much longer than five or 10 seconds, you're not going to get off the couch and go do it. Maybe you will like three hours later, but you're not going to do it right then. So I really love that as a particular tool and just kind of thinking of, I can't sit here and think about if I'm going to do this or not for too long. Otherwise you're not going to take any action. Well, yeah, because, and I think in that moment too, is the showing up doesn't feel sexy. And we talked about this, I think Mm -hmm. on our, on our myth busting episode too, right? That showing Mm -hmm. up doesn't feel like I'm ready to go. I want, I want that bod, right? It's not, or I want to feel strong. It's, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I need to. And um, it also, it kind of is making me think of something that's not related to this specifically, but Logan went through like a four month sleep regression, but like very short. Luckily it was only like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And 
I had reached out to a sleep specialist and it's not sleep training, but I was very clear about what I wanted to accomplish. I said, I want consistency, not rigidity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the same principle that applies mm-hmm. here is that to create a consistent pattern or a consistent setup. And that's within parameters, right? So they're mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. but they're not so rigid that if you don't get a workout in, let's just go back to that example, that it's the end of the day, right? Yeah. That it's the end, of, Or that if you don't get a workout in that you're never going to get to the workout again. Like yeah. life is going to happen. Life mm-hmm. happens to us every single day. Like we get interrupted on a daily basis. I know I'm in the middle of like 17 things and I multitask like a maniac, but part of the problem is, is because I get interrupted constantly. So how mm-hmm. do you, when you get interrupted, go back to what you originally planned to do? And I think like that's something also is that discipline doesn't have to be rigid. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point because for people who are like me, who are, you know, Enneagram type ones, we want everything to be Woo-hoo! the In perfect the way. <laughs> like it just it <laughs> needs to be. Everything is just so and everything is right. The way to get it right is to check off every single thing every single day. And that is not possible when you have kids multiple jobs, partners to take care of, so many things, you cannot check off all the things every single day. But I have lived my whole life thinking in order to be good, in order to do it right, in order to be disciplined, you have to do it exactly right every single time. I'm going to add one more to that. In order to be valuable. Mm, Yeah. Right. In order to be competent. Yeah. In order to be successful. Yeah. And um, if you haven't gathered, Alexis and I are both Enneagram ones. That's why we jive so well together. Um, Our our, uh, guests on our last episode, Rose, also, she swims in the Enneagram one pond with us. (laughs) And it is a lifelong journey to undo some of that programming. Yeah. And I think that it serves its purpose, right? To an extent, like, there's something com- wonderful and necessary about boundaries and structure. And that is what discipline is, is boundaries and structure, but ones that have, that are like Gumby, right? They bend mm-hmm. with us, don't keep us out of other mm-hmm. things. Because what would it be like if we had something we wanted to attend? Let's just, because it's fall, there was a fall festival we wanted to get to, but I knew that I needed to get my workout in. And if I got home late, it's not going to happen right? And I'm not going to be able to do this. Would we want to miss that fall festival with our kids because we had to stick to that strict schedule? Or would we find another way for us to feel like we checked the box? So let's say we're at the fall festival and we're walking around outside all day. No, it may not be the the exercise routine that we had initially planned on or that we had, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fantasized about because that's sometimes what it is too, right? It's like a fantasy of what something's supposed to look like. But when you reframe it and shift it that I got in a lot of fresh air and a lot of walking and steps in today. Yeah. And that's such a good reframe. And it really is. It is your mindset around it and around the flexibility. Because when you are stuck in that rigidity, it's like, I didn't get to do exactly what I thought I needed to do and instead expand what it can include. And I've really been on a journey with that in particular with exercise ever since Leif was born, honestly, because 
he's never been a predictable sleeper in terms of like when he wakes up. So it's not like I can plan to be by myself early in the morning to do a workout. And I, you know, life is different every single day. So I have been using street parking for my workouts and they really preach a more than nothing mindset of how can we shift our mindset around what working out looks like or what getting a work a good workout is and like think if you can just think in terms of did i do any intentional movement today or how can i get some intentional movement in today it might not look like an hour long session in the gym but how can i take the 5 minutes the 10 minutes how can i put my baby on the back and go for a walk for 30 minutes how can i look at it differently. And it's all about just shifting your mindset around what exercise and working out looks like. That has been very hard for me because I I definitely put that on the back burner when I'm trying to accomplish other things. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And one, it's that this is more important then. But the other conversation in my head is I'll get to it. It's not the end of the world if. And I think, again, there's like a balance mm-hmm. between the two. But that's why, honestly, I love – I think I've talked about this almost on every episode. But like the uh, Peloton programs, like the Tunde, the Arms mm-hmm. with Tunde. I think you have said that every time. <laughs> well, the reason is because it's 10 minutes. But that goes for pretty much most of the like, yeah. available programs. I mean, yes, they have – 30 minute and 45 minute an hour. And I think there's even a 90 minute. I don't even know. I have clearly I haven't, I haven't dabbled in those, but if I can get 10 to 15 minutes in of effective exercise, right. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. It's impactful. Then I feel like I've checked the box. Is it what I would have wanted? No, I would have wanted to have done like a full half hour um, strength training and then followed it up with a 10 to 15 minute cardio on the bike afterwards. Mm -hmm. Or I would have done a 10-minute arm workout and a 25-minute on the bike. Like, I would have wanted both of those. But mm-hmm. sometimes I don't get both. But so do I throw my hands up in the air and say, I'm not going to do any? Yeah. Or am I only going to do one? And I think that applies. And I, I like to bring this back to a, a, a different perspective also. Like, whatever you are working on at home, let's use Christmas cards, right? Mm, Christmas cards yeah. or holiday cards. Or it's your side business, Or I think people think that if I don't have the amount of time to sit down and accomplish within X period of time, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't fit it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you were talking about too with like, well, I know that I can at least get 10 minutes in of this. I think it really goes back to the idea of the um, some is better than none. And even some will have exponential results down the road. Like if you're doing nothing because you can't show up exactly the way that you think that you should, then you're not going to make any progress, but you will have a little bit of progress. Even if it's just a little bit that you have to give, it will, when you're, it compounds, it will eventually lead to big, big shifts. And so when you can shift your mindset around that too, instead of like, it needing to look a certain way in order for you to make any progress, you're probably not going to make as much progress if you legitimately can't. Because Sam, you just entered a huge transition of your life, not even a year (laughs) ago, becoming a mom, and that completely changes everything. And so if you let it just defeat you and give into like the perfectionism or a lack of motivation, then you're just not going to get anywhere. That's actually a good point because I think part of it too is 
the standards that we set for ourselves, right? Like high achievers, you and I are high achievers. We want to achieve a certain level. And so if we don't meet that level, and this even goes back to, I think the myth, the myth conversation, the myth, the myth, (laughs) the balance, the myth of balancing, (laughs) (laughs) the myth of balancing. Wow. That one was hard. Words were hard. Um, where you think you have to give everything at a hundred percent, like you're not going to be able to maintain that because it's not sustainable. But, you know, back to like the consistency conversations is that people think consistency has to look the exact same every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it doesn't. So like some days it's going to be less, some days it's going to be more. And that's going to go not just on days, but seasons too, yeah. because it always comes back to your big picture of what are the things that you want to, how do you want to define yourself? And you don't have a timeline to have to define yourself. You don't have to say, I'm not an athlete because I don't work out six days a week. Mm-hmm. An athlete can be someone who is taking care of their physical health three to four days a week, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to you know, meet a certain standard. And how realistic are the standards that you're setting for yourself that you're defeating yourself before you even get started? Yeah, that's a really good point too. Like how realistic is it that you're actually going to be able to hit all of the things that you've set for yourself? That's for sure. So lastly, before we wrap up, the one thing that comes up a lot of the time is that we see a lot of conversation about needing to have passion about the things that we do. Like, you know, if you're showing up for a job, we see a lot of people saying, just leave your leave your job, leave your desk job, go follow I something that, that you're passionate <laughs> about that you're and you'll be never work a day in your life. You know, that's like a big conversation that we've seen over the last five (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) So they're arguing that motivation and passion is actually really important, even though we've already discussed that's kind of a fleeting, it's a fleeting feeling. It's not going to be there forever. So how does it, how do they go hand in hand? Do you think like discipline and having passion and motivation for what you're doing? Discipline supports motivation and passion. Mm-hmm. You need it's like it's the support beams. Discipline yeah. is the support beams that keep your motivation and your passion going because it's so fleeting, right? You know, we talk about, you know, in the in the therapy space, how emotions are are like waves, mm-hmm. right? They come and they go. They come mm-hmm. and they go. And for a moment, they feel really intense and other times they may not feel that way. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, it applies in the same manner that in order, I think that you do need both because you need to have a reason and a purpose for why you're doing something, right? It, you, it has to align with you and feel like you have essentially a calling to it. And I think that's how you create a sense of fulfillment, but in order to feel fulfilled, you know, you you know, I know sometimes even when we talk on Instagram, right, we we feel like we're sharing the same conversations over and over and over. And many times we are, and those things are my passion. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to really be able to share my passion with others, I have to continue to have those conversations mm-hmm. so that they can relate to, understand, ask questions because it requi- they require me to sh- continue showing up, doing what I do mm-hmm. so that they can take the value from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, that's one of the, the biggest you know, things that come up when I talk, especially with like, how do you build a business on social media? Well, press play, like essentially. Yeah. You have to show up and like consistency. We already kind of said it. Consistency isn't sexy. It's not motivating. And like, there are going to be things that are not exciting 
about showing up for what you're passionate about. There is a lot of business stuff behind the scenes. There were a lot of stuff like for us when we were starting our podcast that was like, this is not sexy. This is not fun. This is like nuts and bolts. Like, oh my gosh. But we both, we did it anyway. Like this is obviously the fun part where we get to have these conversations, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot behind the scenes that we have to do in order to get there. So you need both. And we didn't even do it all. We have our wonderful- We didn't. (laughs) podcast manager Liz, who did all of the IT techie stuff for us. And it was still a lot. It so, was. Yeah. But, and we're, we're just about at time. So we're, we'll, we're going to wrap up, but I think the last thing I wanted to mention, if anyone's familiar with the book, Atomic Habits, that's a really, really great resource. And I think when you understand yourself and the habits that help you be the most successful, the discipline piece can get a little bit easier. And I know for me, one of the things, I actually learned this early on because I do think that a lot of discipline, like Alexis mentioned at the early beginning of our, our conversation, that it's it's stuff we don't necessarily directly learn, but it is modeled for us. It's modeled for us in school. It's modeled, modeled for us at home. When we create structure and we create, um, I like to say like, like stacking habits. So like, um, Habit stacking is a thing. I think I said that backwards, but so I leave my medicine on the counter in the morning so that I make sure that I remember to take it or I leave, Rob hates it, but I leave my Stanley out with my electrolytes and my immune support um, powder, which I need like triple the dose right now, but to fill my water cup so that I'm making sure that I'm drinking at least one of those. Alexis tells me at least two. (laughs) You have Um, to have at least two. (laughs) (laughs) But I do those things on purpose. I leave my exfoliating peel on my nightstand and I use that on my feet. It's winter guys. Cracked heels are a real thing. I swear by it. We'll get back to that in another conversation. But these are the things that I, I do on purpose to make it one step easier for myself. It's reason why mm-hmm. sometimes parents pick out their kids' clothes the night before, although that oh one never gosh. worked for me. Because yeah. the, when you wake up, I'm going to pick one bone with that. When mm-hmm. you wake up, you may not feel the same as you did the night before. So that's that one was hard for me. I, I do it. I actually just <laughs> shared about this in the, like a week ago of there's so many things that I do now the night before as a discipline of like, this has to get done the night before in order to make my life smoother the next day. And it's not fun. And a lot of times I just, I want to go to bed, but it will make life way better for every single other person in my life when I do that. So, right. Like lunch packing. Yeah. And I'll even, I'll take, and then, and then we really do have to wrap up, wrap up. But <laughs> like, even, you know, I have, we have our, our podcast this you're listening to this this is a couple of weeks ahead but our podcast is technically launching tomorrow so this mm-hmm. is like how ahead we are of things but we had to plan all of that out and then schedule like our emails and our uh launch announcements and all the things and so last night I was up late I was tired but mm-hmm. I was up late scheduling and write or writing and scheduling mm-hmm. a series of different emails and text messages and getting that stuff done because during the week especially this week is wild so when you can take things off your plate on like when it's in your craziest I'd say that's like a really good strategy and say let yeah. me do it now while I have the time totally so that when I don't have the time it's already done yep exactly. That Postpartum is, meal planning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We could have a whole podcast about <laughs> that. that. Right. <laughs> All, right. All right. I think we've come to the end. Yes. So, we could keep going, but we yeah. may have to revisit this conversation later. I think we're going to have to. It'll mm-hmm. be a part two. All right. Absolutely. Have a good day, friend.
All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice or mental health services. If you are in a mental health crisis, please call the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988 or 911. Did today's episode of Perspectively Yours hit the spot? It would mean the world to us if you'd show us some love with these three effortless ways to help your fave podcast thrive. First up, the most important, never miss an episode by following or subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Just head over to our show page, tap the plus sign and select follow. Next, leave us a shiny five-star rating and review on your podcast platform. Your feedback helps us make each episode better and better. Last but not least, share your favorite episode with a friend. The power of word of mouth is undeniable, and we would be over the moon if you spread the love about Perspectively Yours. Before we let you go, here's a fun fact. We met through Beauty Counter, our favorite clean beauty brand, and are both brand advocates. If you've been looking for safer products that actually give you results, you can get 20% off your first purchase with the code CLEANFORALL20. Don't forget to follow us each on Instagram at Ms. underscore Samantha Kehoe and Alexis.TheNourishedBeginnings. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources we mentioned. Thank you for being here. We are grateful for your support and love. Thank you.